Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Joining us on the show is uh, one of Lindisfarne's finest, finest pupils. Uh, he's the uh, fourth highest try scorer in Crusaders history as well. He's a 12-try all-black 19 test matches and he joins us now. I've got to say uh, bonjour, ça va? Allez-vous? George Bridge, how are you this morning, sir? Bonjour, fellas. I'm good, thank you. How are you guys going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How is, how is the French? Have you been taking lessons at all? Just just, uh, just asking, not not for any reason, just asking? Uh, um, I downloaded Joe Lingo, but it's pretty tough going. Not my type of learning, but um, oh, I think once I get over there, um, be around it all day, every day, so hopefully pick up on it. Hey, George, just tell us, how did this all come about, mate? Was it uh, always planned that you were heading up to, to France at, the, at this stage of your career? Uh, nah, to be honest, like, uh, obviously the, the goal was to head to the World Cup next year. But, um, things uh, probably didn't go my way the last couple of years. It's been a reasonably tough couple of years. But um, no, Montpellier hit me up sort of earlier on in the year which was um, pretty surprising and I thought I'd just may as well have a zoom and see what they've got to say to me and um, sort of went from there and then didn't make the initial all back squad this year so I was like oh sort of had a pretty big decision to make and then um, yeah I was sort of in one for a little while there but I think sort of everything was leading to heading overseas so um, sort of committed to it and came to terms with the, the decision and um, pretty exciting now. Yeah, very exciting, George. So, I mean, you know, obviously we saw the the All Black team named for that for the Northern Hemisphere Tour. How long before that had you signed with Montpellier? Uh, so it's been in the works for a while, so, and it was um, pretty much after, just after the initial Irish squad was named that um, we'd sort of been chatting and so obviously didn't make that squad, so I was thinking, oh, um, sort of started thinking of some pretty big decisions to make, and yeah. 
It was something that I, I looked at this season, you know, the Super Rugby season, because I, I didn't think you got the opportunities you probably should have uh, at the Crusaders this season either. I mean, was it ever an option? Did you ever have a phone call? For, I know Beavers talked about you potentially going to the Chiefs or down the road at the Highlanders. Was, was, was there an option for you to stay here and play at another franchise? Yeah, there was a little bit of chat going around. Um, but, oh, to be honest, like, if I was to stick around for another year, I wanted to stay at the Crusaders. Like, um, you know, I've been here for seven years now, so I sort of, my loyalty was definitely with the Red and Blacks. But, um, yeah, oh, just on the season, like, obviously, it's a bloody competitive environment. And mm. since I've been there, there's been some unreal outsides. You know, I had Izzy when I first started, and and you know now we've got Will and Lester and Sebu and stuff so you know having having all that crew around us has made us all so much better in such a competitive environment and you know that's why we sort of play the way we do um bloody tough training against them as well. <laughs> yeah, you've got some decent players down there, George. Just um, on your decision making when you decided to head up to Montpellier, was it um, was it purely based on like trying to make as much hay while you, you, in your rest of your career, or was it was it was it more that you wanted to go and challenge yourself up there in the northern hemisphere? Um, oh, there's plenty of factors. You know, I wanted to go uh, experience sort of different culture, a new lifestyle. I've been in Christchurch for ten years now, so I was pretty keen on something new. Um, and sort of playing in that test against France. Um, sort of gave me an idea about where the French rugby is at at the moment and I think top 14 footy and, you know, European Cup is, they're both really, really good competitions and um, probably well up there with Super Rugby at the moment. So, um, no, it's really exciting and I think uh, Montpellier, they they won top 14 last year so it's a pretty decent club and um, it's pretty exciting to get over there and sort of start something new. We had a call earlier today, uh, George, from a bloke called Joe, who reckoned he was having breakfast with your old man before the AMP show in Gizzy, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and 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 reckons the farm's all paid for now. Apparently, is that? Uh, that's, 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 <laughs> I don't know if you've you've had that conversation with the old man. Hell, that's some chat. Oh no, not no, that going on at the moment. But maybe maybe down the track we'll see how we go. Yeah, nice mate, <laughs> nice. So what what about your? Um, uh, positionally, uh, I mean, you see yourself as an out-and-out winger going to Montpellier. Have you talked to them about that? I mean, I know that you've you've dabbled a bit at fullback. You've had the odd crack at thirteen yeah. as well. I mean, where, where do you see yourself playing up there? Um, well, yeah, initially on the Zoom, they said they saw me sort of playing wing, fullback, and centre, which really took my fancy. Um, yeah, I I really do enjoy it at fullback. So um, I'd look to hopefully get a bit of time back there just to get a bit more involved in the game and have uh, be a bit freer and stuff. So, um, And if they put me at centre, that'll be a bit of a eye-opener for me, but um, I'll be keen to give it a crack. <laughs> hey, George, what's what's been your highlight of your career so far down here in, in New Zealand? You know, you're, you're seven years down at the, the Crusaders, um, your All Blacks, all that sort of stuff. For you, when you look back on your career here before you head up the fronts, what has been your highlight? Oh, shit, it's pretty 
have to pinpoint it. Um, obviously, it's been a pretty bloody successful time at the Crusaders over the last wee while, and um, made some oh, some of my best mates are, are down here. So the time that I've spent with in in the Crusaders jersey has been unreal. And then obviously the All Blacks, uh, you know, that was a <laughs> that was a dream since I was a wee fella. So. You know, to even get one cap for the All Blacks, let alone sort of getting 19 under my belt was pretty unreal and to make it to a World Cup. So um, even though the last couple of years have been reasonably tough, it's sort of, I've been reflecting on my time in New Zealand rugby and so <laughs> just reminding myself that I've done it right. So, mm. um, and now we're on to the next, next chapter and it's uh, something to look forward to. Mate, you'll have fun over there. I can guarantee you that. Mate, just um, good tack right here. Have you been watching much of the, the Women's World Cup? And if you have, have you enjoyed it? Uh, to be honest, I don't have bloody spark sport, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, I saw uh, all of the hype around Eden Park in that first uh, Black Ferns test. And, you know, it's bloody good to see that um, the, the fans are getting behind it and it's really exciting for women's rugby. Uh, George, in terms of um, you know, sort of playing as a as a winger where pace is such a, a big thing, I don't know if if you know uh, if you see if there's any any correlation here. But Julian Savia fell out of the All Black frame at the same age, 27. We've seen a few mm. other wingers go the same way at that age of 27. Is is there something about your I don't know your twitch fibres? I'm not I'm not a physiologist. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. But uh, is there any correlation there at all? Oh, look, yeah, I, I, I know I'm definitely not as fast as I was bloody five years ago. Um, but then you'd look at Ben Smith. He was playing, he was playing in the outsides when he was early 30s. So, um, I don't know, I think maybe just the energy of us probably potentially ran out a little bit. But I don't know, you sort of get those, that young cropper outside backs that have so much fizz about them and it's so so exciting they have so much expector so um, I think probably the outsides are the ones that are probably more revolving than any other position really aren't they Mm. Yeah, it's one thing you, you do lose your speed as uh, as you say as you get older. Look, we've got we've got a text to come in here. Paddy's just asked a question of you, Bridget, and wants to know whether you're coming back for a season of footy with your polar bears. With the polar bears, maybe one day when I get back from overseas, we'll see how we go. Feel <laughs> <laughs> the bear, eh? <laughs> nice, mate. Hey, um, thanks for joining us on SENZ this morning. Mate, we wish you all the best heading up there uh, wonderful to a wonderful part of the world. Um, you've got to enjoy your rugby, mate, and you've been a, an absolute um, pitcher to watch out there in that all-black jersey in the Crusaders. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us, mate. Go well. Yeah, so it is. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, no worries. So George Bridge there with us. Um, uh, talk about his move to Montpellier. So it's all, all confirmed, Kempi. He's going to France. Yeah, interesting, eh? Like the conversation's been happening for a while. Like I said, Ricardo, you do get to that part of your career where international football, and you, and he's just hit the nail on the head, you know, mm. so much talent coming through and competition and the decision has, has has had to be made. You know, what do I do? Do I hang around here and fight for a position in the World Cup or 
do I go up to you know a top fourteen champion and and play out the rest of my career? And I, I, I dare say I mean, the little giggle when I said you go going up there to make hay. Yeah, and there's a decent paycheck at the back end of it. So good on him. You know the the careers aren't that long, and um, good on him. He's he's been a wonderful servant to New Zealand, and he does need to now go and look after his future. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you go and play for Montpellier, go and play top fourteen rugby, play Heineken Cup, uh, etc. You know, he's probably. I mean, he could he could play up there for another seven years. Good competitions, yeah. You know, good competitions. Uh, you know, it's, it's not as if he's not going to feel at home. There's that many Kiwis up there, um, and Australians and South Africans. So plenty of expats up there, and he's, I think he's got the style too that suits the Northern Hemisphere. Um, tough, tough kid. Really enjoys uh, his football, and you know. A good thing about New Zealanders when they go up there too, they've always got really good work ethic, and the, and the Europeans love them. So I'm, I'm looking looking at it as a, as a success story. Yeah, I think so. I, and I, you know, I was interested in talking to him. I dropped the centre in there just because I thought oh, you could you could see him go in there. Um, how do you reckon he he would transition uh, to centre full time? Yeah, well, I think it, I think he'd do well. I think he'd do well. I think the the club, as he said, you know, when he's making them them calls up there, talking face to face on Zoom, mm. that they've seen him as a centre, yeah. um, outside back, winger, full back. So, one of the best things about being utility, and I I recognise this, oh, probably about two thousand was that if you had utility value, you were priceless. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned there he wasn't as fast as he was a few years ago. I mean, my pace deserted me at about 16, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but I know you retired, Kempe, at 31. I mean, when did you start noticing it go? Oh, when I when I intercepted the ball at Leeds, and I, I intercepted it on the 25, I got pulled down at halfway by a front row. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it does. Like you watch some of the footage and listening to George talk about, you know, I'm reflecting on my career and I've actually done all right. You actually do forget what you've done, you know, how fast you were as you get on. But your game adapts, and that's you know the the reason why a lot of players play for a long time. And good, the good players is that they adapt their their game. You know, the the speed goes, your running game goes, your passing game comes up, your kicking game comes back into it, and you just work on other parts of your game. So, unfortunately for um, a lot of people, when you start off as a 19, 20 year old, mm. you're quick as the wind. But by the time you're twenty seven or thirty, that speed's left. You've left that behind. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that as a six, you didn't need as much toe as you would have a, as a winger or a, or a fullback. But I, do I remember rightly you transitioning into a thirteen at some point? That's why well, I ended up in thirteen. Yeah, yeah so I ended up at. Uh, Leeds, I played a little bit of 13, but when I went to coach, player coach Wakefield, I ended up in the 13 jersey. And I actually enjoyed that because I didn't have to move around as much as possible because my knees were killing me back then. Um, and I was more out there for my defence then. So my game had, had transitioned from being a, a running 5'8, um, big running 5'8, to a to more of a defensive middle player. Um, so, and, and that's. Mate, you do whatever you can to stay out there as long as you can. But the day I, you know, I remember the, the the year leading into my retirement, it was because I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. My my mind was fine, you know. I could analyse and pick things out in the football field, but my body wouldn't move to that spot quick enough. And and when that started to happen, trainings became harder. The game became terrible, terribly hard, and recovery was just a nightmare. So, um, it it's. That progression, Ricardo, when you're playing football, eventually it ends. Now the other one for George, for Georgie, eventually some there's someone else coming up and, and smacking you as they go past you, you know. So, 
Um, good on him. Good on him for deciding to go. And, and, and you know, good chat this morning from him. Yeah, indeed. And we've got a good text actually come through from Paddy on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. Boys, I think the problem is once you've been dropped from the All Blacks environment, you can't get back in. Time after time, we see these players who are no longer in the ABs decide... Uh, top 30 decide that NZR don't give them a second chance, so they leave. Really disappointing to see, and it's only going to get worse. We're on the precipice of losing huge numbers overseas because all NZR care about is the top 30. Yeah, and you know the, the question then um, sort of comes around about how do you handle that? Do you do what South Africa do and choose your players out of the enormous hemisphere to represent your country? You know, New Zealand, I think the, the NZR have this rule that you've got to be playing in New Zealand mm, competitions to make the All Blacks. So, you know, you look at the, the players. I think once they decide to go younger, you know, when, you, when you're, you're sort of mixing around that, that, that 30 and you just can't make it and then you go, well, I'm going to actually go up there and make as much money as I can now – then those rules have to change because you're going to lose. Like I, I agree with Patty. I think players now are going to know that they'll make you know a, a, a bucket load more going up there than staying down here and, and fighting for a black jersey. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens actually because I do see Wasps and Worcester have both gone to the wall up in the UK. Yeah. So maybe the the financial pinch is coming on after post COVID up in European rugby, and that might actually play in the New Zealand rugby's hands. Yeah. Look, and I I talked about that off the back fence this week about was um, and that private equity type deal like the Silver Lake um, and, and and how even though you've got a lot of money that you can still end up in in, in, in trouble. So um, how you spend that money, Ricardo, that's the, that's the million dollar question. You know, if you're going to grow the game, that's what I'm saying, that's what I was saying this week was, Yes, you need do need to take your thirty three up there and play the northern team because you need that experience before you go on the World Cup. But do you need to take another thirty players when you can create something down here and build it within your own country? You know, you can't because it, it it's it's a it's a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? You're saying you need to stay in New Zealand and play rugby, otherwise we're not going to pick you. Mm. But let's take all that money and take you up north to play them. Well, that, that, I actually saw something I can't remember who it was now, but wrote an article about that and said, you know, this All Blacks fifteen. Is actually really just a travelling roadshow for all the British clubs. <laughs> like you, you don't have to come down here. We're going to bring them to you. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see if anything does come out of that. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.